This is Ken Clothier. If you are looking to improve your life, improve your business, and just get it all together, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Time Is Now podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, everybody? I'm your faithful host, Kent Clothier here. Welcome to the podcast. Got a great episode here for you today with a friend of mine by the name of Ashley Randall. She runs a company called Healthy 21. She is an entrepreneur here based in San Diego. It's helping a lot of CEOs and and celebrities and men and women get their shit together when it comes to their health and fitness. Any CEO will tell you we've all been guilty of working ourselves to the bone, staying so focused on business and the objective at hand that we kind of have a tendency to forget what's really important, which ultimately is our health. Without it, none of the other stuff matters. So recently just had a great conversation with her talking through some of that stuff, the obstacles, the things that we need to be getting through. And I really hope you enjoy the episode. When you get done with it, do me a favor. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Make sure you leave us all the comments so that Ashley and myself can read them and so we can keep bringing you a ton of great podcast just like this one. Again, enjoy. Take care. Yo, what's going on, guys? It is your host, Kent Clothier here. Glad you made it in. I have a very special guest here today, Miss Ashley Randall. What's going on, girl? Hi, how are you? Good. And so for those of you that don't know Ashley, Ashley is a uh, health and fitness professional. She's an influencer online. She also happens to be a local trainer here in San Diego that I've used several times and somebody that uh, we've been working very closely with to kind of help her get the word out with all the cool shit she's doing out there. So Ashley, for the sake of everybody listening, let them know a little bit about you here real quick. Uh, So let's see. I am a trainer here in San Diego. I do online training as well. Um, I've been doing this for, oof, makes me feel old, (laughs) but I've been doing this for over 10 years. Um, I love it. So what does it mean? Like you're a whopping 30? Yeah. Just we'll stop there. Just 30. Yeah. Whopping 30. Cool. I like that. We'll just cut a hard stop. 30. And yeah, I love it. I've literally have been obsessed with fitness since I was in the junior high. I would beg my friend's mom to take me to 24 hour fitness before I would go to school in the morning. And who knows what I did? Probably stupid stuff like go on the treadmill or do sit ups. But I loved it. And so I was obsessed. sit ups and the treadmill are stupid. Uh, Yeah. I mean, when you're 13 <laughs> years old and you don't really know what you're doing, making sure this was like pre workout too. this was back in the day, like Jurassic days, you know, where there wasn't like CrossFit and stuff. You just did machines and all that silly stuff. But in any case, I loved it and I was obsessed. And then when I found out that I could actually go to college for this and make a living off of it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I get to just work out all day and be jacked. Where'd you go to college? San Diego State. Nice. Yep. Um, got my degree in kinesiology, which um, is great. I love that. I'm big accomplishment. And then I just started training. I have done everything from... Pilates to spin to CrossFit to boxing to Muay Thai. What do you specialize in now? Now is more one-on-one personal training. So kind of the demographic that it has turned to is moms, women that either don't know how to work out, they have never worked out before, and they want to just set some time aside for themselves. That's usually my demographic. But you started doing, you know, working with guys like myself and other CEOs and entrepreneurs and all that, right? Yeah, busy people that don't have time, whether that be business people, moms, people online that can't even leave the office and get to the gym, then we can do an online thing. They can do an in-the-office thing. 
What's the online thing? Online thing is Healthy 21. So it's a 21-day kickstart thing. You get um, 21 days of recipes, 21 days of workouts that can be done at home, at the gym, in your office, if you have an office gym. And in there, you get a whole description of intermittent fasting. It explains that if that's something that you're interested in, it kind of breaks that down for you. It can be a little, I think, overwhelming for people that have this conception that they have to fast. But most of us, if you are getting enough sleep, are probably fasting, let's just say, a minimum of 10 hours anyway a day. So if you can just extend that a little bit on either side and with some of the literature that's in my program, then it's super easy. All right, let's talk about it. So, because you brought it up, right? Intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are talking about that. They're talking about keto, among other things, right? Correct. Why does intermittent fasting work? It works because it's putting your body in a well-fasted state. So you are switching your energy system, kind of similar. We'll talk about keto also. Um, if you are switching the energy system that your body is running off of, so let's say if you are putting more fat into your body, your body is now running off of fat, therefore your body will now use its stored fat for an energy system. So simple way of kind of explaining it is I like to just tell people it's almost like your body's own version of liposuction. It literally just eats up your fat as a stored energy and you're still able to maintain a high energy level. It's because you're not just pumping it full of more food, right? So you're not giving it an energy source through the fasting process. So it's got to... Well, no, in keto, well, in keto, you are giving it an energy system. The energy system now becomes fat. You, yeah. Correct. So you are eating, you are eating more fat. Therefore, when you are in a fasted state, your body is now using its stored fat as energy. So if you're eating avocado and red meat and salmon and getting a lot of that fat in, when you turn into a fasted state, your body will now eat its own fat as a source of energy instead of if you are pumping it full of carbs and now your body's natural response is to store carbs and it's not going to use carbs as a source of energy unless you're in a totally different glycogen state and you're doing exercise, I mean, that's a whole nother like scientific topic. But basically, if you're pumping your body full of carbs, unless you're doing an extreme thing, it's not going to just naturally use carbohydrates as a source of energy. Like, it's such a myth when people are like, oh, I'm going to run a marathon. I better carbo load. It's like the reality is all of us probably have plenty of stored carbohydrates in our body. No one needs to be carbo loading. They just want to eat pasta because that's just the thing that you think that you're supposed to do when you run. Just science. Uh, but like <laughs> not real science. Like um, urban legend science. Okay. There we go. I like that. Urban legend science. Yeah. All right. So obviously fitness is your game. Mm-hmm. You spend a lot of time with entrepreneurs. Correct. I could ask you some really bad shit here, but I won't. Like what's the worst story any entrepreneur has ever shared with you? while they've been working out, like, oh shit, my business is going down, or? Ooh. No, you don't have to answer that question, I'm just kidding. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there's been some good ones. Yeah, I mean, uh, people do tell me crazy stuff. You'd be, yeah. I'm all ears, let's go. Okay, so I had this one guy, and he flies all the time. He's originally from Chicago, and he flies all around. He actually got a detached retina from flying so much usually that only it happens to pilots 
um, because you're in the air so often. But in any case, he was out here in San Diego recovering from that and training with me um, when he could. And his two, I guess, female, the head of his staff, I don't know their exact position, but his two head staff people were females. And he said that they were got into the worst screaming and yelling cat fight, just calling each other the worst names ever in a staff meeting, like in a full like boardroom meeting. These two females just, he's like, basically his words to me were, imagine a cat fight without the hair pulling. And he's like, that's the way my staff was behaving in this multi-million dollar company I have to get back on my plane and I have to fly back out there because these two females like cannot check themselves I was like oh well that's cool you still owe me uh, a little bit more workout and I'll let you leave in 15 minutes to go handle those ladies so somebody comes in they start working out with you so what is the most common problem number one it's got to be basic is it is it low energy levels want to lose some weight want to look good for my husband or wife well, I mean what what is it that people come in because I, I would imagine it's different for entrepreneurs than it is for, you know, uh, I, I don't want it just to sound the way it's inevitably going to come out, but somebody that stays at home, right? A housewife totally. or, um, you know, whoever that works out of their house. Totally. And I don't want this to come out the wrong way either. But I think that the reality is most people in the beginning, they work out for an ego reason. Mm -hmm. um, I would like it to be the other way. I'd like people to be a little bit more concerned about their general health and wanting to live longer, be healthier, be able to do the things that they want to do, whether that's run a business, be a parent, um, go on adventures, whatever it is. I'd like that to be the driving force, but for most people, it's the ego. They wanna look good, they're going on vacation, they wanna get back from pre-baby weight, they are having a big meeting somewhere on vacation and they wanna look good, whatever it is. They're a single CEO and they wanna crush it with the babes. I mean, really, it's a number of things. Crush um, it with the babes. Yeah, crush okay. it with the babes. Sure I got that. Okay. They want to be babe candy. Friendly. Yeah, they want the babes to love them. I'm like, well, I could help you with that. But yeah, so usually they come in, and for most people, it's motivation. They don't have the motivation. I mean, you have to think there's probably many things in your life that you don't particularly enjoy. I love working out. So for me, it's something that I really enjoy doing. But if someone told me that I had to sit down and write a report or type up something or whatever it might be that isn't really my cup of tea, then I wouldn't like to do that. So I have to always put myself in their mindset when they come to me and think, okay, maybe just them showing up was a huge scheduling conflict. Maybe the fact that they're checking their phone 10 times throughout this session means that their child is sick or that they're getting blown up at the office. Like I have to remind myself of that, that not everyone shows up. It is just like, boom, I can't wait to get super sweaty and be out of breath and feel like I'm dying for 45 minutes. And so as I've kind of been in this industry long enough, I've realized that it's not just about handing someone and serving them with a killer workout. It's this all-encompassing thing. I like it. Where you're kind of like changing their life and their mindset, I guess, more than just, oh, I made you throw up in seven minutes like okay cool but the chances of you actually coming back and enjoying this are very slim well yeah no i'd agree with that every i mean you have you have a lot of different personality types and to your point you have a lot of people that or everybody's got something else going on in their life at some level so trying to deal with all of that nuance is i would imagine pretty challenging especially when you're trying to push somebody clearly outside of their comfort zone for sure that's what kind of like what you know what we do on my, on my side of the business and what you do on your side of business is very similar. We're trying to push people way outside of their comfort zone. 
I'm trying to get them to learn how to build a business and you're trying to get them healthy. Right. Okay. So here's a question. So why do you go to the gym? Why do you train whatever it is, five days a week? Because one, I want to be healthy. It's part of the reason why I, you know, I went vegan as well a couple of years ago. Um, it's important to me. Um, but two, probably just as much of that. It's, I'm, a, I'm a creature of habit. It's part of my, it's part of my routine. If I don't do it, then it kind of impacts the rest of. So how long did so it it's take the first for it to domino. be a routine, though? Like how long did it? It's hard for me to answer because I've literally done it since like. I was 20 years old. Okay. So for 28 years, I guess 29 now, um, I have literally done. Th That's old. In case you weren't sure how to do math, people, 20 plus 29 is old. Stop. Oh, okay. I have literally worked out in the morning like that. Um, for definitely the better part of 25 years, um, hmm. consistently. Okay. And so it's just part of my routine. If I don't do it, it's like a box that has to get checked every day. I think probably the even bigger question that I get asked a lot when it comes to that is why do I still work out with a trainer every morning? Um, and that, that. Is, is about accountability. Yeah, for sure. And that's what it comes down to with a majority of people before it becomes, um, financial, it's accountability. That's the number one thing that people need is accountability. And so they're either going to do a group fitness where they're having to sign up, they're in a class, there is some level of commitment, even if it's $10 because they didn't show up that they get charged, or even if it's because, you know, whatever, their gym happens to be running a program, or if it's that they have the option to train with a trainer, then there's the accountability that someone is waiting for them, someone is depending on them, and someone is going to hold them accountable if they do or don't show up. So I always just tell people, just getting there is the hardest part. Like if you will just get to me, I don't care if you're a little under the weather or if you're having a bad day or whatever it is, just get here to me because even 30 to 40% of your effort is going to be better than 0%. And of course, there's days when you're sick and you should rest and life happens. But if you use those kind of little hiccups all the time, then your habit now becomes to make excuses and to not show yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I think the parallels and the analogies between physical and business are almost, you know, too many to, to even number, right? I totally. Mean, it's, it is literally the exact same mentality that it takes to get your ass into shape, to eat right, to take care of yourself, to all that discipline that comes and goes, by the way, that is not consistent. It doesn't happen every single day. All that same muscle that you're exercising there is the exact same muscle that you have to exercise mm -hmm. in business. Totally. You got to push well past anything you think is normal. Yeah. And I mean, that's a perfect example. I mean, there's plenty of days that to your point that I don't want to work out, that I'm either tired or that I've worked and I don't, I personally now don't want to actually work out or I'm just not feeling it. I'm tired. I'm sore. I'm just in that rut. Just like anything, just like in your business, I'm sure that there's times that ebb and flow where it's like, okay, we're crushing it. This is going really great. Boom, boom, boom. And then there's days where maybe there's problems at the office or your staff is this, or just the nitty gritty that no one wants to deal with. But that is where that foundation gets laid. And to me, that's kind of like what the best part about being in very good shape is, is that once you have built a very strong and good foundation, you have way more wiggle room instead of, and same thing with the business. Once you have a good, successful business that is running and operating smoothly and you don't have to grind 100 hours a week to make it stay afloat, 
then you can go on vacation. You can hire some staff. You can do those things. Same thing with your body. It's like once you get to a level, you're able to eat the food that you want to eat, maybe not work out for a couple of days, indulge a little bit, and you're not constantly playing catch up. You're just like, okay, this, yeah, I'm in relatively good shape. Could I be in better shape? For sure. But could I be in way worse shape? Totally. Instead of, oh my gosh, I'm constantly depriving, constantly depleted, all those things that are just miserable. So what's the diet right now that you that you are recommending? If any, I mean, I know you mentioned Healthy 21 a minute ago, but is that your your basically go-to program? This is how you get get it together. This is how you clean up your act. This is how you get your macros in place. This is how you get your your at least the beginnings of a routine going. I mean, is that is that the idea behind Healthy 21? Yes, for sure. It's manageable 21 days that you are getting more of like a reset. It's not some six or eight week plan that is you know to my point where it's going to be miserable or you're just having to trudge through this and count down the days till it's over you're resetting you are eliminating some things um, from your diet but not a hard elimination it's more of just a reset where you're kind of getting back on track and taking some inventory of what you were taking in and maybe what you need to be taking in less of and then at the end of 21 days, it either has become a new habit where maybe you no longer incorporate those things into your diet or you say, okay, good, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm back on track and I can kind of manage myself a little bit. And then maybe you reintroduce them slowly or once a week or whatever works for your lifestyle. But for me, I pretty much operate like an 80-20. So 80% of the time I'm eating very clean, very healthy um, I don't eat chicken. I am pescatarian majority of the time. I do still eat eggs, but that naturally has just helped my body lean out over the years. I have done almost every, I guess, diet eating style that you could think of. Um, but this is what works best for me. And then I'm still able to indulge and I'm still able to do the things that I want, eat the cookies, have a glass of wine, um, eat a donut, do all those things. And it doesn't throw me off doesn't throw me off mentally and it doesn't throw me off physically because I know what I need to do to get back which isn't catch up it's just keep maintaining all right I'm about to switch gears on you ready Uh oh so in looking up your um, bio here talk to me about uh, the lingerie football league <laughs> lingerie football league man <laughs> that was so Fun. George Whitfield, if you're listening, can you please stop drafting quarterbacks for the NFL and come back and be my quarter, my coach? Um, it was so fun. It was here in San Diego, and I was only part of it for two seasons, and then it got cut. But it was insane. So it, it was in San Diego. You were in it for two, the last two seasons. It was in San Diego. Correct. Got it. And it was. Um, what was your position? Receiver and running back. Um. Oh man, it was so fun. I had just, I was new to San Diego and I just started and we were at, um, those of you that have lived in San Diego for a long time, you all remember a place called Bar West. Um, I was there and I got approached about doing it and I was like, well, this sounds like fun. I want to do this. Had you ever played any football before? Anything like that? No, nothing like this. I mean, not that, like full time. Had you ever played sports? Yeah, I played soccer for like 10 years. Okay. So, I mean, it's very similar. I mean, you're still getting relatively full contact, like what you would get in soccer. Um, but this is, was more intense. But yeah, so we had a three-day tryout at La Jolla High School. And I mean, it was like a tryout. Like you weren't just, oh, you're hot, run around and like look cute. This was like, 
putting you through intense ass drills and sprinting and catching and receiving and running routes and reading routes and learning routes and death. So they treated it like football. For sure. This was like the combine of lingerie football. Um, the only difference was, yeah, the only difference is you got a bunch of chicks out there running around. Um, that's it. So, yeah, so then they made the cut, and then you came back the next day, and then if you made that cut, then you got to come back, and then you were in, and we practiced twice a week, and it was so fucking hard. Like, I mean, I've had two boxing fights, not before this lingerie thing, but even that, I mean, this was, it was hard. What, like, what was hard about it? This the training. I mean, it, George, like, did not, this wasn't just like, oh, run around and, like, just skip around and be cute. I mean, we were out there, like, running sprints, doing drills to, like, really make us better. And there were some girls out there that will light your ass up. Like, you are getting full checked. And we practiced with no pads. So maybe you would wear, um, like some girls would wear like soccer shin pads just to protect your shins a little bit. But during practice, you would wear nothing, like no helmet, no shin pad. I mean, no shoulder pads, no nothing. So you're just out there getting lit up. And um, yeah. How and, long was the season? How many games? Because this was before I was even I in San Diego, I think. I don't remember how many games. I, I don't remember. Did you guys travel? Yeah, we went and played uh, at the L.A. Coliseum. That was probably like the biggest place that we played, the L.A. Coliseum, which I was like, holy shit, dude, this is a big deal. Um, I think it might still be going on. I'm not sure. There was like the Seattle Mist, Miami Heat. Uh, There's no way it was called the Miami Heat. It was something else. Or something. Uh, no. Well, look it up. Definitely wasn't the Heat. Well, why don't you look it up? You have your computer right there, sir. Yeah, Seattle Mist, Chicago. It was There was a lot of teams. I think it might actually still be going on. I'm not sure. I think even MTV, too, like did a special on it or something. Miami Caliente. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> It's not the Miami Heat, technically. Correct. Sorry, I'm just using my white girl lingo. Okay, well, it basically is, so good job. Yeah, but it was so hard. I loved it. I was really sad when it stopped. It was great. Super great. Anyone who's ever seen it, they know. Like, I've even had people tell me, like, dude, you played in that? Like, that's no joke. Like, those girls light each other up. So in the games, we wore little teeny baby shoulder pads, kind of the same type of shoulder pads that you would wear, like if you played hockey. Or lacrosse. Yeah, so real small, just on your shoulder. You're not really getting a whole chest plate or anything like that. And then that's it, like elbow and knee pads, like you would play in volleyball, like you'd wear in volleyball. And then a helmet. But yeah. the helmet and a was... a baby helmet, like not a full helmet. Yeah, it's like a lacrosse helmet, helmet. Exactly. Also. So you had a full open square around your face, and then it just basically, yeah, went around the back. So yeah, it was, I mean... It was a made-for-television sport, totally, period. Totally. It's actually shocking it didn't work. I know. I really wish it did. I think it could... It, man, if it would come back, it would be so great. <laughs> it should come back. I would play. I would take my old body out there and see what I could yeah, get Yeah, there's got to be some 25-year-olds that they could recruit. I mean, you're, you're, that, your day's passed. I know. Passed. I might be in my prime. Yeah. They're like, oh, we don't have senior, senior varsity. Yeah. Just no, yeah, sit no. down. Yeah, sit down. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll show those young girls what's up. I'll be like, ladies, please. I'm just kidding. They'd be all, no, because nowadays all the dumb girls would be doing their Instagram. Oh, hashtag, I'm playing football. Boom. And then they would just get lit <laughs> get up lit. out there. So it wouldn't even matter. Hashtag punt returner. Yeah. Hashtag, look at me. So I know you also did boxing. Mm -hmm. Correct. So what is the toughest, like, physical 
I don't want to call it sport, but I guess I'll call it sport. I mean, what's the toughest physical thing you've done? I mean, I know you have, have you run a marathon? I have run a marathon. Have you run a triathlon? No, I'm training for a triathlon right now. So get back to me on that. We'll have to rediscuss the swim, the swim, bike, run. That's going to be a trifecta. I'm not sure how you feel about that yet. Um, the marathon was, well, they've all very different because the marathon is exactly that, a marathon. So you're going for a very long amount of time. I mean, hours, like you can go to dinner and then watch a movie. And I probably was still running like for sure. You're like, oh, she's still out there. Cool. Um, so that's all mental. Totally mental. You get past, you get to a certain point where your body just regulates itself. You're no longer breathing heavy and you just are in that zone and it just becomes purely mental, which is very, very challenging. Um, and you start going through all these mental things of like, should I be doing this? Are my knees going to be okay? I don't know. Like my hips hurt, whatever. So you start having that internal conversation. Right. Why am I doing this? Should I keep like doing when you're, this? when you smoke the wrong weed or something's gone bad. And, you're and you think you need to call 911 because yeah, you're going to die. And you yeah. talk, start talking to yourself. Hopefully I and wasn't. And then you start answering. And then yeah. shit and goes really thinking, way off the rails. I need to pee. Did I just pee myself or is that sweat? I don't know. Should I? Should, should I stop running? If I stop running, I don't think I'm ever going to start again. Are my feet bleeding or is that sweat? Am I, yeah. All those questions go through your mind. And then so it's that's, over. And then boxing. So talk to me about boxing, that. Boxing, complete opposite. My boxing fight was three two-minute rounds. So you, now you're going in the most intense two minutes that you could imagine of your life where you are trying to beat the shit out of someone, still be strategic while also getting probably the shit beat out of you. Oh, they're trying to do the same thing Correct. to you. So you're getting punched, you're out of breath, your kidney's getting punched, you think you're going to die, you are trying to still keep it together, and then two minutes feels like a marathon. You're like, I swear this is over, and you catch a glimpse of the clock in the corner, and you've, it's been 45 seconds. You're just like, I'm going to die. Um, that was great. I love it. It's the thrill of it. It's exciting. Do you still do it now? No, I haven't boxed for a while now. I miss it. I really do miss it. I really, really loved it. I trained a couple girls for a while. I got a couple girls ready for a fight, um, which was great. Kind of being on the other side of that, training them and getting them ready, which is men and women love that shit. Boxing is very good for you. Cardio, really good for your arms, good stamina. Um, trained a couple girls in Muay Thai. I never had a Muay Thai fight, but I trained Muay Thai for a while. And so I guess I would have to say the marathon was so long ago that I kind of have maybe forgotten about it. But I think I would probably have to say the boxing fight was the most physically taxing thing I did the whole time. Because in the marathon, you start to regulate yourself. And so then it becomes a mental game. Um, in the boxing thing, there, there never happens. It's just literally fight or flight the whole entire time. You are just barely able to keep it together. Plus your adrenaline is through the roof, just insanely through the roof, and there's no time to recover from that. But it's fun. So when you do all these things, what's the big takeaway? What do you learn about yourself? Well, every step of the way, for me, it's mental. I am a huge mental game person. And to me, to just think, well, I can do this, so why would I not? Why would I not take the gift that I've been given and the passion that I have to not do that? That'd be like if someone was an amazing singer or artist and they just thought, oh, well, that's just not what I want to do. But if you're extremely talented and you love it, then why would you not just do that? And that's the way I feel about working out. Like, I love it. 
Well, I think it's a really good point that more people need to hear, and we talk a lot about it here, is that the mental game, the being able to hack into your brain and effectively trick yourself into taking actions is a normal part of this, whether it is in the physical, whether it is in business. You know, if you think about it, uh, in business, people are scared to death. Mm-hmm. Right, they don't want to take this risk. They don't want to take that risk. They have a fear of failure, whatever the case may be. And you have to be able to tap into that mental inner game that makes you flip the switch and take the actions that inevitably you don't want to take. It is exactly the same thing in the physical. Yeah. You know, getting healthy. Right. There's pain involved. You don't want to do it for sure. You know, fuck it. I do not want to go to the gym. I don't. I much rather eat this pizza. Right. Whatever the case may be. And so being able to mentally have it's you know i hate using the word discipline because that's a scary word for so many people but i think it's important that people understand that there's a hack you have to create a situation where you can consume the information to a place to where your brain will actually enable you to take the action where it seems natural to move forward because right. to your point like you said it almost seems disrespectful totally to not move forward like totally. you can't honor people by being you know a puss and not taking action right. it just doesn't work like that no it doesn't and to your point, even about the business, like I hear people a lot over the years and just in general, you know, complain about their jobs. Oh, I hate my job. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. Blah, 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 blah. I hate my boss, whatever it might be. But yet to your point, they're willing to do nothing to fix that situation. Even if that means maybe quitting their job and floundering for a little while or um, tricking their brain into something else that they have to do in order to get through the day at work. They just are like, oh, I hate my job. It's easier just to complain. Same thing with the food. Oh, I had a bad day, so I'm just going to eat this. Or I don't want to go to the gym or don't want to whatever it is that they don't want to do. So they just kind of self-soothe with something else. But the problem is it's just making it worse. Every day that you stay at that job or you don't take the leap in business or you don't push and take the risky but maybe better bet, you're just settling. And I feel the exact same way. It's like every day that you go to the gym and you're like, oh, okay, well, it just said to do 10. Or, oh, I'm kind of out of breath or whatever it might be. It's like if you don't just push yourself, then you're always just going to stay in this complacent state where you're never going to get better. And um, that goes both ways. It goes mm -hmm. in business. It goes in your personal life. It goes in relationships. It goes um, physically, anything. Um, if you just start to settle. Yeah, I think if you just settle, then it just says a lot about you as a person. Well, no, I mean, I, th I agree with that. But I also think that there's a lot of people that don't see themselves as hypocrites. But inevitably, they're leading in some regard. We all do this. We're all guilty of it. A hypocritical life in some way, right? In other words, totally. I'm really, really good at business. I focus on business. I've got this thing all dialed in, but I don't give a shit about my health. Right. I'm 50 pounds overweight. I right. smoke two packs a day. I drink like a fish. So great. You you got one side of it completely dialed in while you're a piece of shit on the other side. Right. Um, or, you know, I'm a womanizer or whatever the case may be, right? And so, you know, in our particular industry is filled. I can't even tell you how many guys that I've met over the years that are highly respected. I mean, guys you see on stage and guys you see on TV and guys and girls, quite frankly. And then, 
you know, when you pull back the curtain, I've, I've said this before, be careful when you meet your heroes because you might not like what you see. Totally. And, and that is, totally. um, you know, it's prevalent in any industry, but, you know, I can just speak to this one that that's largely true. There are a lot of people that they have one side dialed in and the other side is an absolute shit show. Right. And so I think... I don't think people try to be to lead hypocritical lives, and I'm certainly not judging them in any straight. I mean, everyone's each their own. But my point is, if you're trying to hit on all cylinders, that same discipline is required in all areas. Right. That's the only point I'm trying to make is that you, if you have enough discipline to be really good at one area, then you have the mindset that it takes to be good in other areas. It's right. the exact same muscle, exact same process. You just got to want it more than than the alternative. Yeah, and you, and if you don't have the discipline i guess maybe take the initial first action then that just goes back to the accountability thing so you have to get a trainer or if it's a business thing then you have to get some one in your business to whatever it is hold you accountable to get this done or to put this program out or whatever it is that you need to do in your business the same type of thing but i agree if you have the mindset to get the job done whatever it is then you have that same skill that you can tap into on both sides. Um, people, you just have to want it. Right. And I think the one of the most, you know, someone asked me like, oh, what's like the hardest part about your job? And I think that's the most frustrating part is seeing the ability and the capabilities and even the financial abilities that some people have to have a trainer to do the things that they would need to do and the way that they would squander that. And then in that same regard, someone that would love to have that, that would be so pumped to have an hour to work out that would never squander that, would never not take it serious. And then someone else is just like, oh, I bailed on my trainer three times this week, or, oh, I just didn't really feel like going. It's, to me, I'm like, would you have that same attitude in your office would you allow your staff to be like that would you allow that to be in a meeting would you just say oh i'm just gonna leave this meeting early i this deal doesn't really interest me no you would never allow that you would work all hours of the night you would do anything that you needed to do in business let's say to get the job done or to make sure that it was finished and finished to the best that it could be but yet when it comes to something that maybe isn't your most favorite thing to do which for most people unfortunately is working out then there's always that easy excuse. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm busy. But what about if you are going to make a multi-million dollar deal? You're not too busy for that. Mm -hmm. Hell no, you're not too busy for that. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the part that I'm like, man, that's sad. That, uh, let's switch gears again. Okay. Talk to me about um, who, is it, who do you follow online? Who are the influencers, podcasts, books you've read? Who's, who gets, helps you get your head right? Who helps me get my head right? That's a good one. Um, let's look. Okay, let's get my phone. Let's look for some. Um, right now, I'm obsessed with um, Rachel Hollis. I've read two of her books. I think she's great. She is raw and real. It's interesting. I like her also because I do train a lot of moms. And so I think she gives me even a little bit of insight to like mom life, which helps me relate to my clients. She's also a super badass entrepreneur literally has created an empire. I mean, she has clothing and books and anything, speaking engagements, all of this stuff. So as a female, I look up to that. And just as a business person in general, um, I look up to her. There's also um, another girl. I'm going to chop this up right now. I don't know her last name, but her first name is um, 
Valentina, and she is online as well. She's amazing, super shredded. I like her because being a female, um, she does some kick-ass workouts. She also, definitely not a popular opinion coming out right now, but she's not fake. She hasn't over-Instagrammed herself. She's not rocking the fake boobs and the fake lips and the perfect hair and the just bullshit that I think has turned into the fitness industry, unfortunately. Um, you know, anyone's hot if you strap a pair of fake boobs on them and put them in a sports bra. Like, that's easy to do. But for me, being in this industry, like, I want to see what kind of work you can actually do, not that you have 10 grand sitting on your chest and you're like, oh, I'm so fit. No, you're not. Um, so, and she actually talks about that a lot in her post, which I think is, and she gets a lot of haters for that. She gets a lot of haters for being not falling into that stereotype. Um, someone else that I really like is Ashley Horner. I've met her before, um, followed her for years. She's originally from San Diego and she is like, legit badass I mean she's a mom of three boys she does any and everything she's done multiple marathons triathlons she runs a business like a restaurant she's got an online business she still is able to show her face as a mother and be soft and be caring for her children and yet at the same time she's still showing that you know she's going to raise strong boys mentally and physically that it's like you kind of the same mindset like you can't just take anything for granted and just be like this like you have to work and earn this um and then of course just like my silly friends i'm actually snobby about, on like Instagram. david goggins and ed mylett yeah and... i follow both of them but um i mean i follow both of them and i think that they're both very inspiring um i think that it depends on the day but i think that they're on really it's just a time and a place for everybody I mean, I do think that both of those gentlemen are very, very inspiring, especially David, like the things that he's been through for sure. And the message that he puts out there um, is, I mean, no one can really get close to that, especially the way he delivers it and the words that he uses. I think that it's extremely powerful. Um, if you're talking just from a fitness standpoint, then yeah, those would be the other ones. Um, if you're talking more from a mental standpoint, then totally. I mean, I think that even Ed Milet, you know, I heard him speak and he tells this story of coming from not a great place and struggling and having to do all of the things and basically do anything that it took to get to where he wanted to be and kind of even tell himself that he would get to that place. And even when everyone around him said that he wouldn't, um, goes back to what we talked about. Like, I think that that's a true, 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 true mental game for anything, if, you know, again, business, personal, fitness, anything, if you have the mental fortitude to be able to stay strong and convince yourself that you will do it, even if you don't think you will, yeah, especially if the people around you don't think you will. Yeah, he's an animal. He's great. Yeah. He's great. We had him at, oh, that, that's where you saw him. Yeah, yeah that's where I saw At the find him. and flip. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, ready for the last thing here? Yeah, but... I see my lunch. Yeah, it's coming. Don't worry. Okay. That's why you got to Cost of having me on your podcast you must feed me. You got to answer this one really good. Ooh, nervous. Two truths and one lie. Oh, shit. <laughs> Two, Two truths and one lie. Truths and a lie. Okay, so I saw you two things that are true and one thing. And so we just covered all this ground. Right. And shit. so now you got to right. come with something that's. All right, all right. Well, if you're still listening, everybody. 
This is what you've been waiting for. Um, okay. I almost just told you this is the truth. No. Okay. So I... Hold on. I'm making notes here. Number Ooh. one is... Okay. Number one is... I... killing us here i know i'm trying to think because then i'm like wait I, do i want to tell you a truth or a lie okay so here's one i have been to jail multiple times okay i have no idea who my father is okay i have been punched by ronda rousey <laughs> well i think all of those are true <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you think all of those are true. Which one do you think out of those three, which one do you 100% think is true? Well, I know number two is for sure true. You've told me that. Which is what's number two again? No idea who your father is. Okay, correct. Okay, so there's one. So you got a one out of three. Right, that's 33%. Okay. 33%. So okay. now I got a 50-50 shot at getting the next one right. True. <laughs> true. Okay. And both of those, whichever way you guess, will have to be a story for next time. So I'll tell you which one is true, but I won't tell you the story about them. You'll have to wait. Well, I like that it was been to jail multiple times, right? So it wasn't been to jail, right? It was like... <laughs> yeah, but that could be the lie part. That's a nuance. But maybe I've been once, but the lie is multiple. Right. Right. So that's why you have to know how well you know me. And I know for a fact that you worked out with Ronda Rousey. Correct. But... Did she punch you in the face? Was she good enough to punch me? Oh, let's, let's be careful here. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, is it a truth? Because you're hesitating. So I think, um, I think number one is true. So you think that I've been to jail multiple <laughs> times. You think this cute, sweet, blonde girl that's fit and is so nice and wants you to have mental fortitude and be strong, went to jail multiple times. That's a hard yes. <laughs> okay, well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Rhonda is too good. <laughs> and she, no, we didn't actually. So the so lie was that. The, the lie would be that Rhonda punched me in the face, which that, or punched me in general, which is not true. We, um, trained but there was no actual sparring i'm pretty sure i would have died yes i was yeah. about to say that you might want to be careful i would probably have an arm bar in the new world record and i don't mean have one i mean be arm barred you know what we should actually start doing second. doing a podcast well i mean we should call it fit and flip oh is that what we should call <laughs> that's it that's what we should call oh, it. that's so original <laughs> okay well when are we going to talk about the flipping part well not not now oh this okay. is about you this isn't about yeah. me Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, I think we should do that. How are we going to know if people want us to do that, though? Like, what if people are like, doesn't this doesn't really was... matter. Oh, okay. There can be like eight people listen. Totally. I know at least four. We'll put you on the, we'll put put you on the cover art of the... I have more than eight friends. We'll put you on the cover art of the podcast. For sure, people will follow. Right, and I think we'll be set. Make sure you get an old picture, though. Yeah, if you put me None on the there, I got an issue. If you put me in a coat like, and tie, it doesn't work. No, no one's following. Nobody though. follows that shit. No, they're going to be like, wait, did he line his beard up today? If you or put me on there not. flipping him the bird, that shit sells. Oh, okay. 
but I have one of those same photos. We could do a side by side. I we think I've see actually seen your finger photo and gets more likes. Let's just stop with the finger photo comment. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, Shit just got really weird. Or we could put an old photo of me and, and my lingerie football. Lingerie, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As Any of that shit's going to work much better than my pictures. Than a picture of a house that you could flip. Yeah, true story. Okay, well, I'm down for it. All right, so until we get that launched, how do people get in touch with you? Where do you want them to go? Um, people can get in touch with me on Instagram. That's the best place. That's my favorite place. That's where you'll find me. Ashley Randall. Ashley Randall Fit. Super simple. And then what about uh, Healthy 21? Where do they go to get that? They can go. There's a link in my Instagram profile that you guys can join. Um, we're starting a new challenge on May 1st. So you have a couple weeks. Um, and then you can go to my Instagram and click the link in my bio, or you can go to myhealthy21.com, join, and then you can get super shredded and um, enjoy the fun and live the best life ever. Jesus. I know. <laughs> All these promises I'm telling you. Super corny. Thanks what? For, thanks for ending it on that. Super corny? I'm pretty sure I crushed it. What do you have to end it with? All right. Peace. Yeah, We're out, guys. Take care. Peace yeah. out. Hope this was useful. <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast i hope you enjoyed it if you haven't gotten signed up yet with one of our award-winning products i would invite you to go to rew.com check it out whether you're looking for advice on entrepreneurship you're just looking for access to our real estate investing academy whether you want to attend one of our upcoming live events everything you need is right there plenty of videos plenty of free training plenty of access to software and tools that will help you to become a really successful real estate investor again everything is right on the site at rew.com you can also check us out at kentclothier.com. 